Is it possible to disagree and still be friends? The answer is yes, and we are here to prove it. Join our group of badass sirens as we step out of our comfort zone and onto our soapboxes to sound off on our latest adventure. We might not always agree, but we will always love each other. Welcome to Siren Soapbox. Welcome to Siren Soapbox. What do you fear most? Today, the sirens are going to talk about their fears, past fears, how they got over them, and current fears they still hold on to. This is the introduction to our Facing Fears series. Throughout this year, each siren will have the chance to face their fear with the support of our fellow sirens to work through any issues and conquer what's holding us back. If at any time the conversation gets too intense, the safe word is... Mango! Mango! (laughs) First up on her soapbox is TC. All right. Um, so fear. One thing that I think is really important to understand about fear is um, I'm actually going to talk about the word courage. A lot of people think that brave people are people who don't have fears. And I think it's impossible to be brave if you don't have a fear, because to me, bravery or courage is being afraid of something and doing it anyway. And so I think it's really important to face your fears. I also think it's really exciting and fun. I love the feeling in the pit of your stomach when you're just about to do something that really makes you scared. Like I love to jump jump off of high things because I'm a little bit afraid to jump off of high things. So that feeling I get in the pit of my stomach right before I jump off something high, preferably into water, that's typically how I do it. Um, I love that feeling. And so I try to do that when I can. The fear that I am going to face with the help of the sirens is a ridiculous fear that I've had for as long as I can remember. And that is a fear of people wearing masks. And I'm not exactly sure where this fear came from or when it started, but when I lived in the States, a lot of times I would go to a haunted house and I would get in line to buy tickets. And they always had people who came out with masks to entertain you while you stand in line. So I could never actually make it all the way through line because some of those people would come out with their masks on. It would completely freak me out. And I would go back and just wait in the car for all of my friends to be finished going through the haunted house. And I don't know, I've thought about it a lot. I think that if, if I really wanted to wreak havoc and be evil, it would be easy to put a mask on and be in some situation where being a person in a mask seems natural. And then you could, you could really um, do some bad things. So it's always scared me. I used to live in Cincinnati, Ohio, going to Paramount's Kings Island was always very scary for me because the characters walk around in masks. And so I wear a ball cap and I tilt my ball cap down and look to the ground so that the brim of my ball cap kind of blacks out people or blocks them out. And that's how I face people in masks. But in one episode, I'm gonna face it head on and look a masked person in the eyes. And next up is Jess. So, well, I was telling the sirens before I start that um, my biggest fear is spiders and I'm not about to start to face that. Um, we have an arrangement in my house that um, spiders are allowed to live in the house. 
as long as they cannot be reached by me or my husband, who is six foot eight. So there's not a lot of them that, <laughs> that make it when they're in my house. Um, but outside, that's their domain. They can stay there. And when I'm gardening and stuff, they can, they can chill because I can run away. So, um, <laughs> but my, my more realistic fear that I um, want to face, which I'm not sure, I'm not sure how um, would be, which kind of came out in the Enneagram episode, and that's just um, fear of losing loved ones. Um, I think it probably stems from when I was in um, high school. There was a girl that I was really close to from fifth grade. She was one of my best friends, and we um, used to do stuff as a group all the time, and she started dating a guy that uh, was really bad for her and um the most of us didn't get along and came down to a choice and she chose him and I honestly haven't talked to her since so that was really hard you know as as a teenager you're obviously developing emotionally so that was kind of like hard and it's still a, a current fear when um we had our issues in this group a few weeks ago that was really really hard for me um because I was worried about losing best friends so uh again I don't know how that's going to be faced um probably with some therapy but (laughs) 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 but uh that that is my my fear little bit more of a downer than people in masks sorry (laughs) next up is mer no elsie mer's finishing us up (laughs) all right so i used to be afraid of a lot and the older i get the more i find that i i like facing my fears it's kind of fun and it makes me feel alive it's like this adrenaline rush and then you get this huge boost of confidence like whatever just held you back it no longer has power over you anymore so i i kind of love that um, and being a kid, seeing Jaws, I was terrified of the deep end of the pool. Like I just swore I could see sharks in the corner of my eye in the pool, in the public chlorinated pool. <laughs> um, and then I worked at an aquarium when I was a young adult and I got to understand them and they were no longer scary. And then I was diving with them and doing dive shows from underwater with sharks. And I much prefer giving speeches inside of a shark tank than, you know, on the other side of the glass. Um, heights, the dark, changing in public, going to the bathroom in the woods, all these things used to scare me. And then a few years ago, I was in such a low place that facing these fears gave me some much needed control back in my life. And it was kind of like, well, everything else kind of sucks. It can't get any worse. So I'm just going to face this fear. (laughs) Um, 99% of the time in my experience, the anxiety and worry has always been way worse than what actually happens. And I think a lot of fears are just kind of of the unknown. Um, And we don't have much control over anything. So I just kind of do the research that I can. Um, I feel like I say that a lot, but um, do lots of research, do what you can, and then the rest is in God's hands, really. Um, But speaking of hands, um, I don't know if you want to call it a fear or a phobia or just, ew, I don't like being, <laughs> it's just kind of icky. 
Um, I've always been awkward with hugs as long as I can remember. So I guess I've just always been this way. I can't explain it. And um, yeah, that's why. Oh, shucks. Can't face my fear. <laughs> my time's up. I'm kidding. Oh, come on. <laughs> um, so I have never gotten a massage. And I think that that is the fear I'm going to try and work through. <laughs> up next is Murph. I love all of your fears and I have so many fun ideas and I can't wait to um, help all of you face them head on. I used to be afraid of lots of things. I think when I was younger, I had a little claustrophobia. Um, I, w I, had a, I had a terrible fear of being locked in the closet for some reason. And I had never been locked in a closet that I know of. Maybe that's repressed somewhere. But uh, um, I, I'm not really afraid of that any longer. And I don't know why or how I get over it. Maybe scuba diving helped with that. I'm not sure. I used to have a, I was totally afraid of spiders. Now I love them. I give them names. Uh, cotton balls. That was a thing I was afraid of for a long time, actually. An irrational fear of cotton balls. Um, let's see, I will be 42 this year. I think I talked myself out of being afraid of cotton balls sometime in the last three or four years. So there are two things that I can think of right now that make me a little uneasy. One of them is water I can't see the bottom of. But now I have uh, boots that I wear. And so I'm really not terrified of water. I can't see the bottom of any longer as long as I hit my boots on. I think if I had bare feet, I'd be afraid. But the one I want to conquer is my fear of heights. I, I shut down at the thought of being super high. Now I will go and jump off a cliff into a quarry because it's fun. And it's exhilarating. And I love, like the rest of these girls, love just facing the fear head on and doing it. Oh, I feel so good afterwards. And then you just got to keep doing it, right? So like, we'll spend a whole day at a, a park close to Cincinnati, just jumping off cliffs into a quarry. But there's one thing that I uh, refuse to do and I have refused to do it for as long as I can remember. And that is ride the, it used to be called the drop zone. We'll have to find out what the real name of it is at the drop tower at Kings Island. And the one that goes super high up and then it drops and then it goes up and down. And blah, blah. <laughs> yes, me too. It's awful. So I think that not only is that the fear that I'm going to face with you girls, but I might make you guys ride that ride with me. <laughs> yeah, see, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> I hate that one. I'll do it. Jess, are you not afraid of heights at all? I am afraid of heights if I'm not restrained. <laughs> oh, well. So uh, going up on the cliff and jumping, I don't know if I could do that. But if I have something holding me, I'm good. No, the drop tower is awful because it's like, it just spins around and it's like, when's it going to happen? When's it going to happen? When's it going to happen? And then like you finally fall and your stomach's not in your body anymore. 
and it's awful. <laughs> I will zip line all damn day with you, girl. I don't know that I can do the drop tower. We're going to have to hold hands. <laughs> well, first, before we get on drop tower, or maybe after we get on drop tower, I'm not married to the plan. Um, we're going to have to head over to whatever Kings Island's kitty land is, because I want to clarify for our listeners that this fear of masks at Kings Island is not like during the haunted week, month of October. This is like, oh, for TC. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yes. For TC. We're talking about like somebody wearing a Snoopy costume. We can't see their face. It could be anyone in there. Charlie Brown. Again, it could be a crazy man. <laughs> So, I mean, we could knock out a couple of fears all in this one place. So, I'm guessing that a furry convention would be out for you. (gasps) (laughs) Oh my God, I love this idea (laughs) so much. I'm willing to face my fear for an episode. We have to figure out the best way to do it. And uh, yeah, I mean, I'll, 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 I'll attempt it. For sure we have to go to King's Island because that knocks out a few, but uh, I don't know about a furry convention. (laughs) What if it's a furry convention at the top of the um, Space Needle or something in Seattle? That'll knock out a bunch of fears. While getting a massage? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! From a furry! Giant spider! (laughs) Go to a furry convention. I'm I, sure you can find plenty of people that would be willing to massage you. So true. Did you I'm say excited massage? about? I'm pretty excited about helping Elsie through her fear of massage. I'm going to sign up for that one. Yeah, me too. I'm yeah, not know about how we're going to help Jess because I don't want to lose anyone I love either. We'll have to think yeah. hard about that one. You know, I'm like the exact opposite with Jess. There, that I don't. I'm not afraid of that. I just feel like the people that we love will always be there. And so if they're not, not awkward silence was Murr giving Tracy the stink eye. But here's the thing. You're right. It does happen. I guess I'm just not afraid of it. I feel like, I think because one of my mantras that I tend to live by is um, I am exactly where I'm supposed to be and everything that's happening is exactly what's supposed to happen. So I don't necessarily, I don't know. I haven't lost a parent or anything. Up high on the drop tower. That's exactly where you're supposed to be. And I've lost both of mine and it sucks. Yeah, I'm not saying it doesn't. Suddenly. So there was once upon a time that I was afraid of, um, I I travel a lot. And there was once upon a time I was afraid of takeoffs and landings on the plane. (laughs) And I remember one time I was in New Orleans with the person I was dating at the time. And while we were there, I discovered that he was sexting with someone else. And so I ended that relationship right before we left New Orleans. So when we were getting ready to take off on the plane, I of course had no hand to hold on to because I wasn't holding on to that hand. And uh, I did self-talk. 
And I literally convinced myself that I take off and land all the time. In fact, I played this whole entire um, mental game with myself that I did that for a living, that landing and taking off is what I do. And that's what I do really well. And I have nothing to be afraid of. And by the time the plane took off, no problem, no problems. And I've never been afraid since. I also remember talking Merhaj through a dentist appointment. In a oh, yes, I forgot about that. My past fears. I'm no longer afraid of the dentist. He was going to the dentist and she called me and she's like, I need your help. I need you to talk me through this. I'm scared to death. And I'm like, what are you scared of? You go to the dentist all the time. You love the dentist. The dentist is like, I, we just talked and made shit up until she was no longer afraid. And now she's not. It's all a. It's all a mind game. Mm-hmm. I agree but with when that. I, when I face my, my mask fear, I'm not going to do the self-talk because I want the pit in the stomach. You know, to tell yourself you're a mascot. And you, uh... <laughs> I love masks. I'm around mascots all the time. I love masks so much. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to stay afraid until I face them eye to eye and give them a great big hug, whoever that mask wearing freak is. See, and I kind of don't want to get over my fear of heights because what happens if I'm not afraid any longer? Is it going to be as fun? (laughs) Yeah, it's still going to be fun. You know, like I really love to jump off high things into water and it's scary every time I do it. And that's what I love about it. But I do it all the time. I think it can still be fun, even when you're not afraid. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what aren't fun are cotton balls. And I am not afraid of them any longer, but I still don't care for them. Would you girls like to know what I hate about cotton balls? Yes, that was on my list of questions oh, for you, actually. Sorry. I am not afraid of them, but they do make me gag to think about them. That's what you just witnessed. It like makes my teeth feel funny. Yes, it's like the it's like when you squeeze a cotton ball that like sound. Yeah, it's it's more of a feeling than a sound, but it's also a very similar feeling. Like if you uh, put your fingers in a like a container of cornstarch, it's like that same gross kind of squeaky feeling. It's like when you step on the dry snow. And you, that's that crunch. Uh, yeah, like styrofoam yeah. or snow. See, I like crunchy snow. I'm I okay with that. I was well, with you until that. Uh, what about like nails on a chalkboard or like um, uh. a fork <laughs> and a knife on a plate? You know, that doesn't really bother me, but it really bothers Mackenzie. She can't stand those noises. <laughs> it gives me dirty looks. Or if you bite your fork and she's like... You're doing it to annoy me now. But now I think we're more into pet peeves and less into fears. <laughs> I guess there's a fine line. <laughs> that, could, that make you gag um, or feelings. Um, I can't do like feet or hands rubbing on carpet or like rubbing on like velvet type things. So we have this blanket and like Ben always has to smooth it out on the bed because it makes me just like really and you can sleep with it but you can't like brush it because there's a sheet in between us (laughs) huh that's interesting like if I hear that sound like I just huh 
can't. So Mary, and you said you're that that's the same one Ben does every time. <laughs> that's so baffled. Every time we're making the bed, that's a like, huge snort. He's like, "You're gonna have to do this." I'm like, "No, I'm leaving right now." Deuces. <laughs> the same baffled look I have when Mary first said I'm afraid of cotton balls what <laughs> I get it I get Gosh, that. didn't didn't someone fill your car with cotton balls one time <gasps> yes it was an April Fool's Day prank so I was married at the time and my son was in high school and the, the girls were little so let's see we got divorced and they were like seven and eight so they were younger than that like five and six six and seven something like that and um, I get out, I go to my car in the morning on April Fool's Day to go to work and it is full of cotton balls. And this was before I talked myself out of being afraid or not being afraid of them. And I was freaking out. I was like, I can't, I can't, I can't clean them. Like I can't get it out of my car. So Wayne comes out with the girls and they think it's hilarious. And I'm yelling at Wayne, like, you did this. I know you had something to do with this. He was like, I did not, but it's funny as hell. <laughs> I think girls, thinks it's funny too. Oh yeah. The girls and Wayne cleaned out the cotton balls out of my car. I mean, they were everywhere. I opened the sunroof and they fell on my head. I, oh my I, I op- I pulled down the visor and they fell on my face. I opened the glove box like a week later and it was full of cotton balls. I was so pissed. It turns out that Wayne's cousin, Alicia, had my son open my car, like unlock my car at like four o'clock in the morning that morning so that she could empty like six packages of cotton balls just everywhere she could think of. It was, it was really mean. It was after that, that I was like, all right, I gotta, I gotta get over this. (laughs) Makes me really glad that this episode airs on April 2nd and we haven't given anybody any ideas. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) You said the sunroof thing. And when I was in college, I did the worst thing ever. And we had a pack of sardines. I don't even know where we got this from. And we put it on somebody's sunroof and we thought it was gonna be so funny that when they open their sunroof, these fish are going to fall. And it's the worst thing I think I've ever done. Oh my (laughs) gosh. I would be so pissed if that happened to me. I hope my kids don't hear kids. If you're listening, if you put sardines in my sunroof, I will murder you. (laughs) It was a really mean thing to do. I'll go to jail. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But Mur, how did you get over your fear of spiders? Because I do not like spiders much like Jess. I don't know. I, I, that one, I'm not sure about. I just know that I used to hate them and they used to freak me out. It might've been, um, James Nelson, actually, he, he's a friend of mine and we would hang out and he had a spider living in the mirror on his truck, like the side mirror. And he was like, Oh, it just hangs out there. <laughs> It'll make a web every once in a while. And I drive to work and blows off and then it makes another web. That was my James Nelson, um, South Point, Ohio accent. Anyway, um, 
I thought that was funny. And I was, and then it was like, not long after that, I noticed that I had a spider in my mirror too. And it was making webs on my car in the morning. And I think that's when I was like, oh, it's cute. And that's just kind of when I got over it. I was like, mm, they're just spiders. See, I tried to do that. I had a wolf spider. It was a decent sized wolf spider in my bathroom at my old house. And I'm like, oh, I'll name it. And it'll be my little bathroom spider. It's eating the bugs. And one day I get out of the bathroom. I'm just in a towel and I feel something on my leg and it was on my leg and I like brushed it off and it killed it. And I felt really bad. Fast forward to the next week, I'm cleaning up Connor's toys and he had a little octopus and had little like black legs at the end. I don't know why the legs are black, but anyway, I thought for some reason, as I'm kneeling down that this octopus toy got stuck in between my legs and in like in the fold of my leg and I looked down it's another fucking wolf spider and I accidentally killed that one too because I freaked out I'm like nope I am done so I tell my husband this and of course this is around Halloween and my son got a little plastic spider in his Halloween thing and he sits next to me and I'm typing on my laptop and he's like he's laughing and I'm like what's wrong oh nothing honey ha 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 walks away I look where he was plastic spider through my laptop, off my lap, <laughs> standing on top of my toilet, afraid, like, no, like, leave me alone. And I went for a drive for like an hour and I'm like, nope, can't do it anymore. Spiders. <laughs> nope. Burn it down. Burn it down. See, I've never had a spider, um, like on my leg. I feel like at that point, Woofy invaded your dance space. Yep. <laughs> would have been cool if he was just in the corner but no right i suddenly right? became the mother of wolf spiders uh-uh. yeah if i'm gardening i've had a couple like crawl on me when i'm gardening and i like fling my arm and they go flying and i'm like listen i'm sorry we had an understanding <laughs> violated that understanding so sorry no that's like a seinfeld episode george had an understanding with squirrels and the squirrel violated the whole episode they, yeah oh, but you know what that one <laughs> when you when you live on a rock in the middle of the sea <laughs> there are bugs everywhere and mosquitoes are way more scary than spiders because they carry dengue and zika and all of these other things that are really horrible and the spiders eat them so when you have spiders around your house you're like Live well and prosper, my friend, the spider. <laughs> Kill all of those horrible mosquitoes. I feel so like the cover for this episode should be, was it Ophelia? Ophelia, yeah. yeah I have oh, some really yeah. good pictures of her. She yeah, needs to be good. the cover. <laughs> I love it. That's perfect. So, so I used to be afraid of... What did you say? Ahead. I was just going to say, I lived in South Carolina where there's, you know, giant ass spiders and um I was living by myself and my desk was right in front of like three different windows so I go to my desk to start to work one morning and there is a silhouette because the blinds are closed of this giant ass spider and I live by myself so I didn't know what to do so I finally get brave enough to open the blinds to figure out if it's inside or outside. And if I have to go tell my landlord that I need a new apartment because I'm not doing it. <laughs> and sorry, I burned the apartments down. <laughs> don't know what happened. Sorry. So 
So I open the blinds and it's this giant garden spider um, living on the outside. So she and I had an understanding that as long as she stayed on the outside of the window, it was fine. And then we actually become became buds and she lived there for like two weeks and then there was a big storm and her web was gone and she was gone but that is the only spider that i've been okay with i don't appreciate how she like scared the piss out of me when i first saw her because the sun was coming through the blinds and she was giant but yeah that's the only one i've been okay with I might have to um, reveal some cool webs from spiders on a weird Wednesday. The, we had a spider outside of our home when I was married. One, just one, like one spring or summer, um, ne- never came back. We lived there for like, I don't know, eight years before I left. But its web, when the sun would hit it, it looked exactly like a CD, but like a big giant one. And it, it wove this beautiful, intricate, thick web. And it, I, I wish I had pictures of that. It was gorgeous. I have pictures of spider webs from when I lived on my boat in Cincinnati and um, winter came and <gasps> there's like ice, like ice particles on the webs. I can find some of those and send them for Weird Wednesday. If you do, if you do a spider web for Weird Wednesday, then I can post some comments or something. But that's a good okay. idea. Yeah, I remember those pictures. They were really cool. Yeah, and some of it's about perspective too. I I remember when I was afraid of sharks, mostly when before I dove, when I was a sailor and when I snorkeled. When you're on the surface of the water, and your realm is the surface, and the shark's realm is underneath the water. Man, I remember sailing one time in North Carolina and thinking that if I jumped off the sailboat into the water, it would really freak me out because of the potential of sharks there. But I also remember the first time that I went diving without my instructor, Scuba Steve, um, was in Mexico. And so that in and of itself is a little questionable, but I was in Mexico and we did this reef dive. And there was a, we came across this shark, you know, I'm just swimming along and all of a sudden there's a shark. It didn't even occur to me to be afraid. It was just, I was just amazed by its gracefulness and its beauty. And I remember calling it our people to come and look at the shark and it, it just didn't even occur to me to be afraid. But when I was a sailor, I was terrified of the idea of like accidentally landing in the water where there could potentially be sharks. So perspective changes fear too. Agreed. Yeah, I I don't think I've ever really been afraid of sharks. A healthy respect, but I've never had a fear of sharks. It's definitely a difference between being on the surface and like not knowing where they are. And then you're in there, in their home and you're eye to eye. And it's like, oh, this isn't so bad. And they swim away and you're just part of their home. Well, the difference at the surface is that's when things get confusing for the sharks. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's like, what... <laughs> that might be on my menu. That thing. <laughs> yep. Is that a turtle? Is that a seal? Because I eat those things. But when you're down in the water, the sharks are like, what's that really awkward, tubey, dark, awkward thing swimming around? That's a really loud menu. thing. <laughs> yeah. That's not my <laughs> food. 
with bubbles going everywhere. I don't, there's <laughs> nothing on my menu with bubbles flying out of it. <laughs> wow. I thought it was funny, the perspective too, that Murr said that water where she can't see the bottom, mm-hmm. but she have your boots on, you're okay. Like if yep. your feet are covered, you're okay. But if your feet are yep. exposed, you're not okay with it. So not okay. A different perspective too. Yeah. So let's talk about that. The Atlantic Ocean, for example. <laughs> You walk out into the Atlantic. If well, first of all, if you don't have water shoes on, then that's I don't know what you're thinking. But I am totally freaked out that I'm gonna like run into a jellyfish or I'm gonna step on a sea urchin or like uh, it freaks me out to think about walking into water a lake. It doesn't even have to be the Atlantic. Let's talk about a, a lake that you can't that's not clean enough or clear enough that you can see down. I am not and I don't love that. I won't I, I don't love it. I don't love that. <laughs> I don't love it. <laughs> so funny, Mur, because when you first said that, I was thinking of the lead, like the wall. When you dive the wall. Oh, that doesn't three, scare me. And it's three thousand feet deep and you can't see the bottom. So when you first said that, that's what I'm picturing. I'm like, oh shoot, we can go diving the wall. You can't see the bottom there. I wasn't that thinking about your, your naked feet being like mm-hmm. touching the bottom. Okay. Yeah. I yes. was thinking the blue hole or something where you literally yeah. have no idea how deep it is. You mean like no visibility. Exactly. That's you what I mean. don't know what you're stepping on. Yeah. I got yeah. This. And in fact, I would say I might have a slight fear of the dark if we're going to go with that. Maybe that's what it is. Like it's more than just water. I can't see through if I, well, I have so many thoughts right now. So the first night dive I ever did was in a quarry in Ohio. And the visibility was about three inches in front of my face. No, not even. No, if I, it's three inches. I'm sure you can't see much. It was awful. And I I love my night dive there. Oh, no, I will never do it again. The dive lasted like 10 minutes. I popped up. I was like, I'm opening a beer. I'm done. This is awful. Why would anybody do this? Yeah, I agree with that. I remember when I was learning to dive in the quarry, um, that the days when it, there was low visibility, that was really hard for me too. I've completely forgotten that fear because I don't have to deal with it at all anymore because yeah. You the live Caribbean on a rock. is crystal clear. Sorry. Yes. I've done like two that... night dives in the Caribbean and they are come vastly different. Tracy that had to talk me into it. visibility here is like 60 feet. We're like, oh, you can only see oh. 60 feet. Yeah. So for you quarry divers, I know this is turning into a weird, a different conversation for a minute, but I, when I was in St. Croix a few weeks ago, we got out of the water one day. Oh my gosh. It was such an amazing dive. I have video. I'll send it to you girls. And we get out and Andrea's like, so how was the visibility? And Tracy was like, eh, I was like, fuck all of you. It was amazing. Because all of us who lived here were like, yeah, it's okay. Mer's like, it's amazing. I could see forever. But a night dive in St. Croix is pretty amazing when you guys come and visit because the octopus come out and they like swim and they change from blue to red to purple to white. It's just amazing. That is pretty cool. If I haven't heard you off before then, I'm really excited. All right. I I said, if I haven't pissed you off before then, I'm really excited. (laughs) (laughs) I am wondering, I didn't hear anybody mention like 
traditional fears. I know that I just mentioned the fear of the dark, um, but what about like ghosts or aliens? None of us have talked about that. Well, fear of heights is kind of traditional. Oh, I guess that's true. Yeah. Nobody said death. Oh, I'm not afraid of that shit. Bring it on. Let my next life begin. Are you kidding me? Listen, public speaking is supposed to be like the number one fear. More people are afraid of public speaking than death. I was going to tell you guys that I was afraid of um, public speaking or singing in public or something just so I could get up on stage somewhere. (laughs) Girl, you're on a podcast right now. You can't say I have a stage. (laughs) Okay, but I agree to this podcast because the whole idea scared me a little bit. I'm not going to lie about that. The first time you mentioned, I was like, oh, shit, a podcast? No way. Okay, let's do it. (laughs) Jess, I totally interrupted you. What were you going to say? Oh, I just said I hate it. I hate public speaking. I just won't do it. Like, Oh, God, I'm the first to raise my hand. I just hate it. I love public speaking. Me too. And my voice gets all shaky and like, so talking to your girl, you girls, like this isn't for me, it's not public speaking. Yeah. People are going to hear it, but I don't, I'm talking to you guys. You don't see everybody. Exactly. When we were at the aquarium, like I could talk to crowds of thousands of people every day, but I was talking about something that I'm like, passionate about and knowledgeable about so like if anybody asked me a question I was like yeah bam I know that you were like Psh, on it plus so I'm like if anybody wants to talk about public speaking. I'm I'm down for that like I will talk to anybody about aquatic animals all day long <laughs> I do love public speaking it's I'm a little great. afraid and that's what I love about it like every time I have to do public speaking there's that moment right before you go on when you feel it. It's like jumping off something high into the water. There's just that, oh, here I go. Adrenaline rush. Started. Yeah. And then you get started and all this energy comes out and it all ends up being fabulous. But at the very first moment, like, do, do any of you feel that when you're public oh, yeah. speaking? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Every that's time. That's what's great about it. Yeah. yeah. That's what's great about it. I think that's why I love it so much. Yeah, it, because it's, it's, of the fear, it's just yes, it's fun. that adrenaline rush. And Have you ever heard that saying? Do something every day that scares, that scares you. you. Yeah, yep. that should be our challenge for people: is to do something for that seven days and yes. tell us about it for seven days. It would be a week, a one week challenge to our listeners. Are we going to do it too? Yeah, I mean, I I'll think do we it. have to. We have to lead by example, right? Oh, right. Amen come up with seven things that scare me yeah that's my trouble so i think we just found a fear we can work on though for jess what public speaking yeah yeah see look at that (laughs) it's way better than killing someone she loves i was dreading that yeah i mean you (laughs) gotta deal with burying the body and die (laughs) we could sign you up for a toastmasters class we can bring people here if we kill them. We have cinder blocks in a really deep sea, but you know, in Cincinnati, I don't know what you do with the body. The river's not that deep. Disclaimer: oh, Scuba Sirens does <laughs> Siren Soapbox does not condone killing of people. <laughs> <laughs> Any implied murder is merely coincidental. <laughs> we are just joking. <laughs> 
What is Toastmasters? Oh, it's a public speaking club um, for adults. I said club. It really is a club. Like you can join a chapter all over the world and they do, they do speech competitions and shit. And I fucking love Toastmasters. Here's the problem. I signed up for it where I work and then I immediately signed up for an officer role. And then I immediately felt like it was work instead of fun. And I quit doing it. So I, or what were those things we used to go to? Um, like sparks. <gasps> oh yeah. Spark. I think it was spark. I think it was, um, everybody had each speaker had like 30 seconds or 60 two, seconds. No, two wait or two minutes, 20 slides in shoot. It was X number of slides and X number of minutes. So you had to create these slides and you had to go boom, boom, boom. You so had each like, slide went through and like every 10 seconds, the slide changed. So I think it was like, it was, you, yeah, had, like, you had X, you had to do X number of slides in X number of minutes. And it was so much fun. We used to go to these events and you were going to sign up for one and Jess is going to do it. Yes. yes. I love this plan. <laughs> I love this plan. Love this plan. This but plan Jess, it's awful. like two minutes. It's like two minutes. You can do it for two minutes. Would you rather public speak or hold a spider in your hand? I don't like either of these choices. <laughs> I loved one killed. Like, I think these are the three options. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> that last one was awful. Listen, bitches, it's been real. <laughs> this is how we test her. This is how we, this is how we do it. We offer all these ridiculous choices and say, Jess, what are you going to choose if you want to continue to have my friendship? Spider or death? Oh, way to play on her fear. <laughs> oh, that's true. You hold it's the spider like, or we're all leaving you. <laughs> not leaving you. <laughs> you're stuck with us. That's we're why you're here right you. now. <laughs> I don't think it's Ignite. It's Ignite her. Cincinnati. Ignite Cincinnati. I can't wait to see your Ignite Cincinnati speech. Two minutes, baby. You can do it. We all have to do it. That's the deal. Like that is what this facing fear series is going to be all about. We all have to yes. do it together. Like I don't want to do fucking drop zone, but I'm going to do it with I Merck dread. and I'm going to bitch at her the entire way down. <laughs> I dread my massage. That's going to be horrible. I know. Oh, terrible. <laughs> Dino's like, I'm getting a massage and so I'm getting us both signed up for a massage. <laughs> beach massage or something that's a little less comfortable for us oh yeah so, they yeah. do have some on st croix i was researching yeah. before i went so we're Wait. gonna we're trying to find some way like like uh that deep that deep tissue oh so i'm gonna do something that i'm less I feel like you're about. mocking me right now no <laughs> deep <laughs> tissue is awful i'm being totally serious i, I hate being pushed on that hard that crazy bruises yeah, it tickles and hurts in the worst way. But also, like, just being out on a beach and having people walk around and rub on you, that's not passionate. I, like, I'm not looking forward to that either. So we're going to do something less comfortable. LC's face was like, Whoa. I know. I know. <laughs> you just said people rubbing up on you, and I'm like, no. <laughs> oh, my God. Body surfing would be the other thing that I'm like, nope, I'm out. Did I get a concert? crowd surfing yeah, i almost did that because of you at the um what concert did we go to oh when i oh. met up with you accidentally you is that the one 
Paul Peters right. was there. I I'm gonna oh, end that out. No, I wasn't there. I, no, why? Don't edit that out. Which one? I wasn't, wasn't there for that one. Actually. Um, in this now. moment. Oh, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. You've never gone crowd surfing, Elsie. I love no, crowd I mean, surfing. People have to touch me. No, <laughs> that's that's why it's fun because it's scary. It's scary. You you like find two strapping dudes and you tap them and you just like point up. And they toss your body in the air and start throwing you towards stage. It's so fun. That is so funny. I almost did it that concert just because you were like, it's the best thing ever. And I'm like, TC (laughs) says it's awesome. I'm going to do it. And Jack's like, Lauren, you're going to hate every minute of it. Don't do it. And I'm like, fine. Fine. I won't. Definitely can't do it right now. All right, guys. I can't wait. Mer. What? Does Ignite Cincinnati still happen? Hold on. Hold on. Just be patient for a minute, please. Please. Whoa, we all I know this is serious. Serious for a second. This is very <laughs> serious. Siren Soapbox listeners, do. this is the most serious that I think Mary Hodge has ever gotten during an episode. In her, in her life. She busted sure up is. mom voice. Uh, can you all second. just... Be quiet. I was going to clear my throat, but that would have sounded gross. Even worse than this talking. What? She was going to use her mom voice and she had to clear her throat and she can't because now she sounds like Marge Shot. <laughs> <laughs> nice recap, Elsie. That's exactly <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Hold on. All right. All right. I'm almost done. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. All right. What other questions do we have about fears? Is there any, the, I can word when has fear. Oh, sorry. I swear to God, there needs to be a counter for how many times Mary Hodge interrupts Elsie. All right. That's (laughs) because we can put that all in our hands instead of a no counter. It'll be a, a Merhaj interruption counter. Yes. <laughs> yes, we right. were researching something. Go ahead and finish. All right. So I need you guys to hear me out on this, okay? Ignite Cincinnati hasn't done anything on their page since 2014. I just purchased reignitecincinnati.com, and I think that we should bring the shit back. And maybe the Siren Soapbox produces it. I just bought the domain. I think that we should just do something with it. Reignitecincinnati.com. I'm writing it down. And I need to go in the action planner. Reignite Cincinnati starring Jess Purpletail. (laughs) (laughs) Not only is she doing her two minute talk, but she's also the MC. Oh, <laughs> just kidding. We don't have to go that far. Uh, just kidding, because that's my job. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Her Hodge almost cried, so I had I to did. I was like, that's it. I'm selling reignitecincinnati.com. So wait a second. <laughs> this hasn't existed in almost a decade? Um, Gosh, yeah, I guess so. Seven years. <laughs> it was so much fun. There was events. It was. Like, you would go to these events and they would be at different locations in Cincinnati. Do you remember Mer, that one, that one dude who showed up and he 
was like in this like shaggy paper costume. Oh no, I don't. I have pictures of that guy. I'll have to find them. Uh, they were really good speeches. I want to say they were right around two minutes. And the whole premise, oh shit, I, I <laughs> sounds like it out. a soapbox. Exactly. It kind of was, except you had to, like, the, the rules were that you, the slide changed like every 10 seconds. Oh, I see paper, dude. Yeah. yeah. On their page. The slides changed like every 10 seconds and your speech lasted like 200 seconds. So you had, to, it was like 20 slides, 10 seconds each, something like that. Um, but so you basically got up and you told your story or you made your um, argumentative speech or con not convincing persuasive argument or whatever but you used a powerpoint presentation and it was you know up and down up and down and they were at different locations like tracy said one was at a theater some like in hyde park one was at the music hall there were food trucks outside they sold alcoholic beverages it was a really fun event fun. so and it was fun you have to create the PowerPoint before you went or did yes. they? No, you, you created your own speech. So you would um, like, for example, there was somebody that got up. I remember she talked about the benefits of eating whole food and it was like, then we had um, Ginger Lesneps. She's the head, I forget what she calls herself, but she runs the Sin City Burlesque, Burlesque Troupe here in, this, in Cincinnati. She got up and spoke about um, how to be a burlesque or a burly, a burly girl. And that was a great empowering speech. So it's basically just a so bunch wait of wait a speeches. second. It's like TikTok before TikTok. It's like a yeah, real life TikTok. Of, kind yeah, of, kind yeah. Of was. It kind yeah. of was. It was really. We'll have to find something similar and see if maybe, uh, maybe Jess can use that. We can all. Did you just say something similar? We own. Well, I do. ReigniteCincinnati.com. Well, it's going to yeah. take a minute to get that off the ground. Until then, we can go to Go Bananas and do Amateur Hour. <laughs> Shut up! Do they have that? Yes, they do. It's on Wednesday nights. Last I checked. <laughs> no. What I keep hearing I is that. I have to public speak and do homework. <laughs> How no, else are you welcome. supposed to public speak? Then you have to prepare. You can't just stand up and not be prepared in public. Well, you uh, that's what Simon Soapbox is all about. You prepare, you get uncomfortable. Cry for two minutes. <laughs> Don't do that. That would be amazing. If every slide was just like a different emoji crying. And no, no, no. That. You could probably do this at Go Bananas. Get up on stage and cry, but while you're crying, eat a pint of ice cream. <laughs> that can might that might work. I can do that for two minutes. <laughs> Dude, Dude, like, I, I think I could write um something funny for Go Bananas on a Wednesday night. I kind of want to do that. That's been on my list. I like it. I think we should look into that. All right, All right. What else? What else are we doing, my friends? <laughs> Did you want to pick something that somebody wants to do, Jess? 
Since we just spent spent the last 20 minutes telling you how we have figured out how you're going to face a fear that you didn't even want us to know about. I didn't even say it was a fear. I just hate it. (laughs) Just hate it. No, I'm down for King's Island and massages, so. And go bananas. How long do you have to do it? Go bananas. An amateur hour. Uh, you don't get the whole hour until they, they boo you off the stage. <laughs> they get the big I'm hook out. Real fast. If I get up there and cry and seriously eat though, if the go. three of us go and we can even talk our friends into going and watching us. I mean, if we bomb, yep. who gives a shit? It's just our yeah. friends. It's just us. Yeah, you talk about like though. bad breakups while you're eating the ice cream. It'd be fucking hilarious. Yeah, we could do open mic night at like a coffee house or something. Oh, that would be fun. I, I don't do, do poetry. Something. You don't have to do poetry. Do whatever you want. All right. If so it's an open mic, that's what it means. Scuba Unlimited, because if you ask for time off at Scuba Unlimited, your request has to be in the form of a haiku. <laughs> not kidding about that. I'm not kidding. That so is we need an example right now. Oh, I... Anytime I requested time off when I worked at Scuba Unlimited, it was in the form of a haiku. Yeah, but do you have an example? Let's see if I can find one. I don't know if I'll be able to find one or not. Carry on with other conversation. Right now. That's five. So when has fear been a good thing for anybody? So I think... I think having a healthy fear of the of, of Mother Nature in general, um, the ocean, my own skills. When I dive, I feel like I I have. I feel like there's a there's a small amount of fear there that's healthy and that keeps me um, from making unsafe decisions. It definitely helps. I think that fear helps you to prepare. Yeah. That's why you do the safety stops. Um, I think my example was I used to do the overnight adventure program and like we were, we were running it. (laughs) We were the adults (laughs) there and we had all sorts of crazy situations during that. And, um, just running through every possible scenario helped you to be prepared. Like there was a shooting right outside and we had to get everybody away from the main doors. We had um, some kids bring in substances that they shouldn't have had in their bags and had to call their parents at two in the morning. So like, there's gotta be all these situations that you have to be prepared for. So I think trying to work through those fears helps you to to think about different options i I mean it definitely has evolutionary benefit you know if you think about at different times in your life some some fears are healthy and we all identified times that felt really good to face fears yeah i found a haiku yes it says uh I was, I was going to visit St. Croix before I moved here. And so I sent to Craig an email that says, did you see my email about St. Croix dates? And he says, as of January 1st, 2017, 
all requests for days off must be submitted in the form of a haiku. <laughs> I said, to St. Croix Unbound, Island Vacay, and House Hunt. Please approve my trip. How's that? <laughs> one, one word. Approved. <laughs> I love that. That's a very Craig answer. I know. I know. I sent Craig a haiku once that I wanted him to put on the website, but he never did. Um, had he not approved it, you probably wouldn't be sitting there right now. So I blame him. <laughs> I, like it. I thank that. him because I have a place to visit. That's true. All right. I think we've identified fears and we have plans for the future. All right. Sweet. So this is uh, what we'll refer to then as the safety stop. Any last minute thoughts before we wrap up the week? It's been really nice knowing you ladies and I'm going to miss you. <laughs> <laughs> Jess is facing her first fear, losing That's love right. one. Losing love <laughs> She's doing it with so much grace. <laughs> like she doesn't even give a fuck. <laughs> I know, exactly. Exactly. She don't give a what, what? Well, thank you everyone for listening this week. The sirens who participated in today's episode are in order of their soapboxes, Tracy, Lauren. No, I did it wrong. <laughs> I'm not looking because I'm trying to find our something else to read during the sign Just off. Just announce our names. Worst. Who cares what order? All right. Yeah. It was Tracy, Lauren, Jess, and me, Mer Hodge. All right. The challenge of the week, listeners, we want to hear about your fears. And we may or may not be asking you to do something every day that scares you. Listen in or look for our post on Sunday night to hear more Wait, about let's that. Let's just be clear. The challenge is to do something that scares you every day for a week. Oh, oh so my. we are clear. The clear challenge starting on Sunday. Do one thing every day that scares you for seven days and report back to us. We want to, again, thank C-Strings for providing us with all of our music for our intro, for our outro. They're a folk pop duo from Ocean Springs, Mississippi. Through crafted acoustic pop-inspired melodies, experience the sand between your toes, the saltiness of the ocean breeze, and the highs and lows of life's beautiful tide. Until next time, dive in, stay curious, and be happy. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Siren Soapbox. And a special thank you to C-Strings for providing our music. Snag their latest EP from iTunes today. Follow the Sirens on all the social medias. And don't forget to tell your friends about us. Like and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. We'll catch you next time on another episode of Siren Soapbox.